today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The uh, discussion about basic income is uh, back with us again. As you may recall, uh, the provincial government here in Ontario, the Wynn government, as it were, actually had a pilot project about basic income a couple of years ago, and uh, Hamilton was one of the pilot sites for it. And uh, it was dropped uh, by the Ford government as soon as they were elected a couple of years ago. Uh, now, again, we're looking at this. And, and one of the reasons why, of course, is the, is the impact of COVID-19 and, and the economic problems that it has caused. And, and it's not going to go away. Uh, just as we talked about the medical problems and the health and welfare problems are not going to be solved as soon as you get vaccinated, uh, the long-term economic impact is going to be with us for a long, long time to come. And that's why a number of folks are now talking about basic income as part of the solution to that. And uh, the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce is playing a role in making basic income a national policy with Basic Income Hamilton's upcoming webinar on small business, the case for basic income. It's not, it's not for a few days. It's not until February the 11th, but uh, uh, we wanted to uh, bring it up to speed on what's happening here. And to that end, we're pleased to welcome Jeff Martin to the program. Jeff is the co-chair of Basic Income Hamilton. Jeff, thanks so much for the time. Glad you could join us today. Uh, good morning, Bill. Always a pleasure. So, well, listen, let's... Basic income. <laughs> well, exactly. And let's maybe bring our listeners up to speed on exactly where you guys are in this process. Uh, basic Income Hamilton, um, we decided this year um, one way to get... Our, our goal is to raise awareness you know, and understanding about what basic income is. You know, there's, I think a lot of people know it in Hamilton because we were one of the, you know, the three sites for the, the provincial pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided that we would actually start to go after di- different segments of the population and appeal to the, to the issues related to basic income and to them. And that's why we started this series on webinars. We had one last in December. It was called uh, Women in Work. And it focused on all the issues related to uh, the improvement and the impact of basic income on women in our workplace. Uh, we, over the last few years, maybe for the last few years, quite a few years, we've really focused on the social and health aspects of what a basic income program would do. You know, improving people's mental and physical well-being, uh, you know, teens going to school, graduating. Uh, but this is the first time we've actually focused on the business side of it. And I have to give big kudos to Keenan and the Hamilton Chamber team for bringing this to the national uh, AGM of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, and they actually, and with his counterpart in Thunder Bay, Charlotte Robinson, who's one of our speakers too, uh, the Canadian Chamber adopted this as a policy agenda item. And, and I think what's most significant uh, for the business community at large is the new study. Uh, there's a landmark study from the Canadian Centre for Economic Analysis, CANSIA. It's the first detailed analysis of the economic and financial benefits and impacts of a national basic income would have on our economy, on families at both the national and provincial level and just and i have a side i can highlight some of the some of the uh, some some of the studies outcomes yeah so this is really an important step it really is, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here to talk about this, because we're looking at, at you know, recovery steps and what we need to do. And I mm. applauded. I think we had Keenan on just after that conference where he spoke about this. Back in the, in my political lifetime, I actually had to address the Canadian Chamber out in Calgary at their annual convention to put a broad motion forward through our economic development department. It's a tough nut to crack because there's a, people from all over the country, and they've all got their own perspectives and their own list of priorities. So for mm-hmm. him to... to to win people over to it, and I think understand the the, the value of this program. I think it was huge. Uh, the next step, of course, is what you guys are doing right now is to inform people, because you know, Jeff, and I'm sure you run into this uh, from time to time when you're talking to some of these groups, uh, there are still some people that have the mindset that basic income, I'm not going to pay somebody's salary so they can just sit on their duff at home. That's not what this is about, is it? Absolutely not. You know, and that's one of the biggest, uh, I don't know if it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not, it's a myth. Um, there, I mean, the Manitoba in the 74, 79, the five-year uh, 
uh, basic income experiment. Uh, Forty years later, Dr. Evelyn Forget, you know, analyzed the data. There was no disincentive to work. As a matter of fact, uh, 1% of men pulled back their hours and 3% for married women, mainly because they had children and families. Um, and, and, the, and the the reduction of work for men was mostly teenage boys who didn't have to quit school, high school. They actually finished the high school, and Dauphin, Manitoba, ended up having the highest graduation rates in the province of Manitoba for those five years. It also reduced hospital visits by 8.5% at the, over the five years, which was about $4.6 billion. Today, that's worth about $16 billion in a year. You know, so the health care... Healthcare is one of the biggest drags when you have poverty in this country, and one of the one of the outcomes of the the new Cancia study uh, is as a national basic income will lift uh, you know the 3.2 million Canadian families out of poverty, um, will increase the disposable income of the bottom 60 percent of Canadian earners by 111 billion dollars, and the reason why those facts are important for business is all that money is being spent in local economies in Hamilton in Brantford in Moncton New Brunswick in Whitehorse Yukon because when people when working middle class people get more money they spend it and that in, you know that will that in, uh, fuels local economies it helps businesses grow uh, another thing that was released in this report is that uh, in the first 5 years it will create 298,000 full-time jobs you know and that's another thing we don't see how I, I did the millennial study in Hamilton a few years ago we released and uh, precarious work is now the dominant uh, type of work that's being created in this country. Uh, it's not full-time. The traditional job of a full-time 35, 40-hour week with benefits and a pension plan, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, most of the job, 41% of the jobs in Canada are part-time, contract, uh, self-employment by default. And people think everybody wants to go into business for themselves. No, they don't. In the millennial study, uh, where 50 to 60% of uh, the respondents of millennials are not in traditional full-time work, 9 out of 10 wanted a full-time job with benefits. But that isn't happening. And the other reason why we need basic income is automation. Uh, new technology, automation, artificial intelligence, that's what's eliminating jobs. And people think that, uh, that the free trade agreement, they haven't helped uh, our economy because a lot of jobs were eliminated both here in the United States. But the majority, overwhelming majority of jobs in the United States were eliminated because of automation. And those jobs aren't coming back. You know, look at the millions of jobs in Canada. I mean, Hamilton alone lost 45,000, 50,000 jobs when we lost our industry. And those jobs didn't come back. What came back was a lot of precarious work. And the cost of poverty in this country alone is $40 billion a year because people who are sick or who live in, uh, people who live in poverty are sick more often and access the system two to three times more than you or I might who, who are living in a sort of a quote-unquote normal healthy life. So well, some of the other side money, benefits, that we saw Jeff as well, because I did some, some in-studio panels uh, when the pilot project was underway in Hamilton, and, and we talked mm-hmm. to some of the folks that had actually gone into the program, as you know, uh, and, and what some of them did is they took advantage of this, as you say, uh, to upgrade themselves. In other words, to, to give themselves a hand up. They went back to school. They got retrained. You know, the, the, this job here is not good enough, or I've lost this job. Uh, if w- without this program, how do they get retrained? How you know if, if you know if they've got responsibilities with family, etc. It's it's out of the question. They just simply can't do it. So I mean, they're stuck where they are in this downward spiral in in, in a in a poverty situation. Whereas this income gave them an opportunity to better themselves and, and to better everything. And like you say, when you're making more money, you're spending it. And that's one of the I think one of the key points, one of the big selling points with basic income. Uh, these people don't put that into offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands. They spend it locally on, right. on small businesses who need our help these days because of the pandemic. 
That's absolutely right. And 70% of the people that were on the pilot actually had jobs. They weren't people sitting at home. Yeah. And the other thing, um, our welfare system, you know, Ontario Works and ODSP, you know, how anyone can even possibly imagine that someone can live on $782 a month? That's everything, your rent, your housing, your whatever you need. And that's why they're poverty traps. Uh, we've turned welfare into, in, into jail. You know, we've legislated poverty. And I think, you know, the impact on business is phenomenal. And this report... Uh, UBI Works. One of our speakers, uh, Floyd Marinsky, he's going to be talking about this new report too. And I really think everybody in business, I mean, everybody should read the highlights of this report because it's it's overwhelmingly mind blowing. Uh, the positive impact it will have on the economy and why some of our governments don't embrace it because this is not the only pilot. I mean, there are basic income programs around the world. I could name thirty mm-hmm. countries that have basic income cash immigrant uh, you know programs in place in Brazil and in India. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Iran, uh, quite a few, uh, what do you call it, um, African countries. Basic income isn't new. It's been around for decades and decades. You know, there's basic income programs in the Cherokee Nation in West Virginia. Uh, there are pilots in cities in the United States. Uh, and we know uh, Andrew Lang is a big proponent of this, too. So I don't think we need another pilot. You know, this is where I differ from maybe the chambers. We don't, we've had enough pilots. Even the one-year pilot in Ontario, before Doug Ford canceled it, the results of this pilot, like you said, we've already seen positive people were going back to school, starting their own jobs. Uh, they were able to – I had a person um, appear as co-chair of Basic Income Hamilton. We were talking to a lot of people, and one person posted a picture of her refrigerator full of food. She says, I've never had this in my life. I almost dropped you know, we take it. We, yeah. we take it. Uh, take, we take it for granted. You know, if we just go to the grocery store. Most people can't even eat a nutritious meal. So, you know, all the things that basic income will do for us, including raising more tax revenue for the government, it's eliminating poverty. Because if you take those three point two three point two million families out of poverty, it'll be the first time in the history of I think humans on Earth. And it's not a pie in the sky. This is a very, very doable thing. And the research is, has concurred. It's been consistent over and over and over. So it's time to act. And I hope in our next federal election, the basic income is an election issue. Because it should, well, we need to move Canada forward. Yeah, and I, I concur totally. I mean, we don't need more pilot projects. What we need is political will uh, to do this. And, Absolutely. Uh, and that's going to help. And, and the impetus for that, uh, more often than not, as, as you know, Jeff, is, uh, is, is, is pushed from the public on this. And so the more they're educated about this and understand exactly what this is all about and how it can benefit them, uh, the, the stronger that voice will be, which is why these uh, webinars are going to be so important. Uh, the second one, as we mentioned, is coming up on February the 11th, uh, Small Business, mm-hmm. the Case for Basic Income. Uh, how can they access this? Uh, there, you can on Facebook. Uh, you can go to basicincome.ca, our our, our website. Uh, there's a link there uh, to the webinar on our Facebook, Twitter pages, um, and it's going to be a great speaker. We have Brent House, who's the vice president and deputy chief economist at Scotiabank, speaking for this. You know, Keenan will be on. Floyd Morensko of UBI Works, Charla Robinson, the president of Thunder Bay, and a small business owners from Lindsay, Ontario, Leanna and Louis Segarra, who are on mm-hmm. the pilot program and they've launched their own restaurants. So. It's an example where someone in small business can speak to what it's done for them. I think this is going to be a really uh, a great information session, but a real uh, sort of rude awakening for a lot of people because these are really killer people uh, talking in favor of basic income. And, you know, before we, it's always been social people and, and people on the other side. So now we've got the, the economic um, sort of argument in place. Jeff, uh, we'll stay in touch with you on this and uh, hopefully uh, win a few people over here and get the politicians on side, too. Uh, congrats on the great work that you're doing, and uh, stick with it. We'll talk again soon, okay? Oh, thanks so much, Bill. I really appreciate it.
Okay, Jeff Martin, co-chair of the Basic Income Project uh, here in Hamilton. Check out that, that webinar on February the 11th, and uh, if you've got some questions, I'm sure they'll be answered there. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.